Hi everyone, this is Allison from Christ Haunted. Rob and I have been really busy this fall, so we haven't been keeping up with our recording schedule as we'd like. That said, Rob preached an awesome sermon on Sunday, November 4th at St. Raphael's Episcopal Church in Lexington, and we really wanted to share it with you. We hope this tides you over for a little while while we get our lives back together and get back to a regular recording schedule. Until that time, peace be with you. Chat soon. In the name of God, the compassionate and the merciful, amen. Please be seated. First, I want to say thank you to Helen for inviting me here today. My name is Rob Colston. I'm the chaplain at the University of Kentucky. Uh, I work with both the Lutheran and Episcopal churches. It's nice to see so many familiar faces. Um, I've been here for a couple of the Saturday uh, evening services and just people I've known from around the diocese. So thank you for welcoming me here today. As I was preparing, uh, I actually had this impulse first to just say, okay, what we're going to do is we're all just going to sit and and listen to these scriptures again because they're so good. But if all the scriptures are that good, you need to find another tack. So I started thinking to myself, what are we here celebrating today? All saints. We're celebrating those who have gone before. We're celebrating the community gathered here. We're celebrating those who will come after us. We're celebrating the heroes of the faith, people whose names you know. Look in the front of your prayer book. Peter, Paul, Mary Magdalene, James and John, Barnabas, some other names, Claire of Assisi, Martin Luther King Jr. You can list them for a long time because there have been so many throughout history. Lights in every generation. We're also here to celebrate the names known only to us and to God. Our parents, children, brothers and sisters, friends, some who are still with us, and some who have gone on. We are here to celebrate the great cloud of witnesses, as it says in a different lectionary year, from the letter to the Hebrews. We are also here to celebrate God's promise. God's promise to our bruised and battered world, the promise of a new Jerusalem. A few years ago, on a cold December morning, I was driving a friend of mine to a singing group that we're both a part of, and I was driving him because he's an observant Jew, so he doesn't drive on Shabbat on Saturdays. He and I have known each other for a long time, and we have a relationship where we share several interests, particularly around religion and scripture. And so we got to talking, as you do on long-ish car rides, and he and I got on the topic of tent dwellers versus city dwellers throughout scripture. And he laid out this thread that runs all the way through the Tanakh, which is the, uh, the Hebrew old te- name for the Old Testament. It's the Torah and the Ne'evim and the Ketuvim, the, the, the law, the prophets, and the writings. So he, he, he pulls this thread for me throughout all of the Tanakh, all those old scriptures, and it says of the nomads and settled folks, of those who follow the sheep and cattle, and those who also found a city in which they might dwell. Psalm 107, if you haven't read it, it's super good. So as we wound our way through the Palisades towards Shaker Village, we also wound our way through Scripture. He talking about the Old Testament, me talking about the New. And if you talk about the New Testament long enough, particularly with me, I'll probably land somewhere in Revelation. It's at the end of the book. And so... If you've read all of Revelation, by the time we get to the 21st chapter where we are today, 
We've heard a lot of uh, bizarre, troubling visions of a world upended. Our politics are in shambles. Violence is everywhere. The social fabric is destroyed. Does that sound familiar to anybody? But that's not the part of Revelation we're in today. We're at the end of the book. We're looking forward at the vision of a new heaven and a new earth, the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. This is the promise of God, the promise of a settled land where each one of us lives under our own vine and our own fig tree. Micah 4, good prophet if you've not read him. But in that promise, there is an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement of the reality of the world we live in today. We're not dwelling in the new Jerusalem. We live in tents. And that was the extended metaphor my friend brought to me that cold December morning. Our parents in the faith, Abraham and Sarah, Rebecca and Isaac, Jacob, Lee and Rachel, literally lived in tents. They were lived parables of our tent-dwelling existence. The first temple when the people of Israel come up out of Egypt was not gold and silver and stone built in Jerusalem. No, it was a tent of canvas that could be packed up and moved at a moment's notice. And in the opening chapter of John's gospel, that, that familiar phrase that we hear during Christmas time, which is just like eight weeks away, not to worry the rector, <laughs> but that opening line of John, that beautiful hymn of creation that says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the Greek, it says the word became flesh and pitched his tent among us. It's an acknowledgement that we are a tent-dwelling people. And we know this, but frequently we don't act like it, and we don't feel like it. We sit in beautiful churches, we have beautiful houses, we have roads and infrastructure, nice government, and all these other beautiful things, solid walls, and they feel eternal, but we know they are not. To this day, our Jewish brothers and sisters still celebrate the Feast of Sukkot. It is the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths or Shelter. Uh, you might have heard of it. But what they do is they build a temporary structure that they live in. They eat meals or they study a little scripture in it every day for seven days. And it's a reminder of the temporariness, how temporary everything is. We live in bodies that daily, if you're like me, especially on a cold morning, remind us daily that they are impermanent. We live in muddled, shaken up, and honestly scary days. But has it ever really been different? And yet, in the midst of this impermanence, in the midst of our tent-dwelling existence, God promises this new Jerusalem, this city of settled rest. You can call it heaven you can call it the age to come, the end of days. Call it whatever you will. But it's a promise that when we have left off this tent-dwelling existence, God is there saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Churches come and go. Governments come and go. University chaplains come and go. Shh, don't tell anyone. But the communion of the faithful saints, not bounded by time or space, not bounded by the walls of any building built with human hands, but only held together by God's loving embrace, 
trusting in the promises of God, that is eternal. That is where we draw our strength. We look behind us and we see those who have laid a path for us. And we see the path that they have laid. We look beside us and we see our kindred supporting us as we walk on the way. And we look ahead and we trust that our efforts will lay a road that others will follow. You know, I've said it before, I'm a university chaplain. My whole ministry is about leaning into that temporariness, leaning into that tent-dwelling life, and relying on God's promises. If a student finds the ministry on their very first day, on their very first visit to the University of Kentucky, when they're still a high school senior, if they decide at that moment that they are going to join the ministry, from that moment, a clock starts ticking. It may be counting down to graduation in a few years. It may be counting down to when they drop out. It may be counting down to when they transfer. It may be counting down to 15 years later when they're a postdoc and they're doing all their... The clock starts ticking. Who knows? But while we're together, while we are constituted as this group, we celebrate and we support and we care for each other. We lean into the impermanence. We have to. The unsettledness. We lean into the cloud of witnesses of the churches that support us, the diocese, the synod, the university, and its structures. We have to lean into this. And we lean into the knowledge that we are temporarily the community gathered at St. Augustine's. It's, it's, like a, it's like a big river. I know you don't have quite as big a river out back, but you do have one. It's like a big river and you step into it for a time, and it's been flowing since before you. And as you're walking the path with it, you go along with the flow, and then the day comes when you walk out of the river. And it closes up and it keeps flowing. That is our existence. We are always, as always, we are grateful for those who came before, thankful for those who support us, and giving support to those who come after. And that's what we're celebrating here today. Because that reality that we lean into is our life. That is the life we are all living. I want to end today with a, a metaphor from a rabbi. His name is Zalman Shachter Shlomi. He died in 2014. He was the founder of Jewish Renewal. It's um, a trans-denominational movement within Judaism uh, my friend, who's a rabbi, recommended I look uh, and read some of his books. And he wrote in his book, Davening, which was written in 2012, and davening's a word for praying. He said, prayer is like putting a log in a fireplace. Logs that burn separated from each other will not make a good fire. But put a minion, that's a quorum of ten adults praying together, but put a minion of people together with some prayer in their heart close together and you're likely to get a, wood, a good, warm blaze glowing. And that's the church. That's the saints. That's us here today. And as God's saints, we take that fire. We take that fire into all the places God has called us. Our schools and our workplaces, our homes, the grocery store, the mall, the hospital, the university, to the voting booth. We take it everywhere we go. And yes, we even take it to the basketball court 
even on Tuesday night when we're playing Duke, because they are saints of God too. <laughs> even Christian Leitner. Oh. We take, we take that fire everywhere and set the world ablaze with the love that God has intended for us, for all the world. We're here today to celebrate the saints, past, present, and yet to come. We are here to remember those whom we love and see no longer. We're gathered here today to recommit ourselves to the mission entrusted to us by God. We're here today, traveling together, supporting each other in this tent-dwelling life as we journey towards that new Jerusalem as we journey towards God's promises. Amen. Christ Haunted is produced and edited by us, Allison Duvall and Rob Colston. Questions, comments, and prayer requests can be emailed to us at podcast at christ-haunted.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Be Christ Haunted. Music is John Stockton's Slow Drag by Chris Zabriskie. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Allison, and we are Christ Haunted.